Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name's Asan. And I'm Derek. And we are here to talk about movies and TV and all kinds of good stuff. Derek, The whatnot of the media. The whatnot of the media. Derek, how are you? How have you been? What's your week been like? I'm good, man. Um, little little tired, recovering. Uh, was uh-huh. in New York over the weekend. Um, uh-huh. The Big Apple. Big Apple, yes, is what mm-hmm. they... The Windy City is what they call it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know that's Chicago. I just... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. It was good. It was uh, a lot of walking. A lot of walking. A lot yep, of walking. Walk I, had my first, I had my first old man moment of my life when I was there where my knee started to hurt after walking so much and uh, I realized that uh, it's my body setting limits for myself and I was like that's the first time that's happened so that's fun mm-hmm. uh, well I went and saw the Ghostbusters uh, fire station hold on sorry hold on oh, it's real okay. quick I can't hear you oh no uh, alright we're back from a uh, technical <laughs> difficulty my uh, headphones <laughs> my headphones died and I needed to get a different pair um okay so you were telling me about oh i was asking you uh have you did you do any uh st- touristy like, stuff uh, yes touristy in stuff in new york yeah, yeah. Well, i went to the i went to the ghostbusters headquarters okay um, nice that nice. was fun uh childhood uh-huh. childhood dream of mine right there mm-hmm. um let's see mm-hmm. what else we were gonna go and take the staten island ferry to uh take pictures of the statue of liberty mm-hmm. but um we were too tired and nice. it was a long ways, and um, we just got to the point where we were just done for the day. So um, I still have not seen the Statue of Liberty in real life, at least like closer up. I've seen it from like the top of the Rockefeller Center, which which we also did. We went to the top of the Rockefeller Center and uh, the viewing deck on the top there, which was um, panic-inducing because all I could think of was what if they have earthquakes, and they don't have earthquakes, but what if they did? And, um, you know, there was a very real fear in the back of my head while we were, you know, 40 stories or or more up. I can't remember. It's a very, it's a ways. (laughs) Yeah, I have have also not seen the Statue of Liberty in person in real life. Oh, no? No, I have not. Uh, What's your beef with her? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, she didn't call me back. No, I have. I've been to New York York three times now and uh, just haven't done the Statue of Liberty thing yeah at, uh, at, at all yet i went to the i went to the zoo mm-hmm. the tiniest zoo i've ever been to um <laughs> it was cute i mean they had they had snow leopards and grizzly bears and stuff like that so there was stuff to look at but it was yeah. it was just a cute it's just a cute little thing you pay a couple of bucks uh, you pay 20 bucks to take your kids to so they can wander around for the day you know what i mean gotcha like it's yeah. pretty self-contained there's nothing really going on like coming from san diego which is the best zoo in the world And that's not my opinion. That's literally Uh a fact. Like, it is the number one zoo in the world. Like, I I have a certain expectation for zoos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That when you walk in, you're... Yeah, there's like, there's a certain level of excellence that needs to be met. But then I have to remember that not everybody takes it as seriously as San Diego. True. Very true. um, Yeah. Although the LA Zoo's not bad. No, the LA Zoo's great. I love the LA Zoo. Yeah, um, I'm bad. not dissing the LA Zoo. LA Zoo's comparable to San Diego, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego's just a little bit better in the option of variety of animals that they have, but mm-hmm. LA's close, close behind. Yeah, no, um, LA's, LA's great. Uh, does is San Diego's a zoo? I haven't been there since I was a kid. Is there zoo like near the the beach? Like, do they? Is it like near the water? Is that integrated no, at all? No, okay. no, that's Sea World. Sea World's like 
close to the actual beach. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. But the San Diego Zoo's more of it's hidden around Balboa Park. Oh, okay. So it's kind of it's on this like it's on these hillsides and stuff like that. So it's kind of folded in. So it doesn't feel as big, but you're going doing a lot of up and down in it, okay. which kind of covers a lot of ground. But it is it's if you laid it out flat, it's a massive area. Gotcha. But because okay. it's built on these hillsides, it doesn't seem as big. That until you're, you know, three hours in and you've been hiking all day. Yeah. <laughs> which I, uh, which you, I'm sure you've done. <laughs> oh, I have. And, you know, it also complicates if we go with friends that have kids. I, I'll push the stroller. Yeah. So that's added extra, you know, workout, <laughs> you know, on top of that. But it's all good stuff. Uh, no, so I went to the zoo while I was there. Um, mm-hmm. I went to the zoo while I was on edibles. That was nice. fun. Nice. Nice. <laughs> they hit right as I hit the front gate. And I was like, this is going to be a very good time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just listened to a podcast and wandered around the zoo for a little while. Cool. Um, yeah. And then what else? Would I, I still haven't gotten a bagel or eaten a piece of pizza. I've been twice. I still haven't made, <laughs> been able to like fit it in. And I think it's because I went to go get a bagel one of the days I was there. And uh-huh. the line at the bagel shop that I was going to go to was just around the block. And then uh, every subsequent uh-huh. bagel shop I went to had just a massive line. And I was like, I'm not going to waste my day waiting for a bagel. That like, makes total sense. You know, like yeah. <laughs> New York bagels, I hear a bunch about them and everybody goes gaga over them. And I'm sure they're great. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it. Like I, you know, I want to know what everybody's talking about, but I'm not going to spend an hour and a half waiting in line for a bagel. Like it's just yeah. not going to happen. I, I had a bagel last time I was there and they are good in the, in the sense that like you do instantly taste Whoa, like, careful. oh, this, this is two Californians talking about New York food. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I had a New York bagel last time I was there, and it is better, like, it is noticeably better than, like, most bagels I've had. Like, as soon mm-hmm. as you bite it, you're like, oh, this is a lot better. But you it's notice still, the difference right away, yeah. Oh, That's 100%, what I've heard. But it's, it's still a bagel. A bagel. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's not going to be the best thing you've ever eaten unless you're a huge bagel fan. Um, but it is good. They are great. Um, they don't, uh, uh, apparently like it's not common to toast them in New York no, and you, you almost it. don't need to, um, when like you, you can just eat them like out of the case, you split it, put some cream cheese on it. Cause the way they're, the way they're, the way they make them there, they're so fluffy and just almost like crispy on their own. Mm-hmm. You don't really need to toast them before you like put cream cheese on. It's actually really good. That's cool. Um, it's my goal. Yeah. Next time I go, we're going later this year. I'm again, I'm going to be like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a special podcast. I'm going to wait in line and I'm going to get a bagel. Like that's my – that will be one of my – I wasn't looking for a bagel to be one of my activities for the day, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that mm-hmm. I know that's what it takes, then I'll just turn it into an activity for a morning, you know. Mm-hmm. Be like, what are you doing today? Like I'm just going to go wait in line and get a bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't – I haven't had a pastrami sandwich mm-hmm. since I've been there. Haven't been to Cats. Haven't been to Sarge's. Mm-hmm. So need Gotta to go do and that. do that. And uh, also haven't had a pizza. Oh, yeah, you got to do that, too. I've had gluten-free pizza, but that's because AJ has to be gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was all right, yeah. but it wasn't like New York pizza, you know? So I'm interested in uh, I'm interested in trying those those quintessential food things that you need to do when you go to New York, you know? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, I, I get that, yeah. I haven't, I haven't done, I've, haven't done pizza, but I've done hot dogs and bagels. That's the other thing I haven't done. I haven't done the hot dog yet. Yeah. So I did the street dog and then the, cool. the uh, yeah, that was good. Um, uh, last time I was in New York, I went to a really cool camera store, which is in okay. like the financial district. It's What's like, it uh, 
I forget. I'll, I'll ask my buddy Ben. I was with. There, I was is there it with a my big, buddy Ben. Is it a big camera equipment yes. store? Okay, because yeah. I walked by that one. I think it's like oh, B and R's or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. B and R. Yeah, it was B and R, and it was huge. I didn't have yeah. time to stop in because I was on my way to go meet up with AJ. But uh-huh. I was like, oh, on some it's, other time, I'll make that an activity. Yeah. It like it's a it's a camera store that like from the outside looks like a jewelry store with the mm-hmm. amount of security that's around. Yep, <laughs> and it's crazy. Like. Um, uh, it has that system that like some Chick Fil A's have, where like all of the the stock is kept in the back, and like there's all these like conveyor belts in the ceiling, and like stuff is like flying around in conveyor belts and stuff like that. Like Whoa. looks like Futurama. It's really cool, dude. That's crazy. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's really it was a really cool camera shop. I was with my buddy Ben. He's a photographer, and he had to get some film, uh, some film canisters. And it, it dude, it is uh, it's amazing in there. It, it's really fun. It looked really fun. <laughs> Yeah. I was sad that I didn't have time to stop off and kind of peruse, mm-hmm. but I was yeah. I had to be somewhere. So, um, no, we did that. We did a um, we did a ate at a crab boil place, which was awesome, mm-hmm. and then found this other bar. Which, if you're there, definitely go check it out. It's uh, called Sid Gold's Request Room. Okay, it is. So it's LGBTQIA plus. Everybody's welcome, but they have a big mm-hmm. flag out front, and they're just like mm-hmm. you know we're proud of our people. All mm-hmm. of the bartenders are gay and fabulous. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack, the the the, um, the uh, music playlist that they had was absolutely rocking. And in the back, in the back room, there's a piano with a live piano player, and it's literally karaoke for musical theater nerds. You bring sheet music, and oh, they amazing. play it, and then you tell them what key you want to sing it in, and then you sing it with the live piano accompaniment. And when I was there, everybody else is there too. Everybody else is either in the musical theater industry or like is tangentially around it because they just live in New York. So people were mm-hmm. doing the harmonies and like all sorts of stuff like for the lead singer. It was great. That's awesome. I got yeah, a bomber uh, jacket. And embroidered, <laughs> it has Sid. The, it's Sid Gold's request room in embroidered leather, uh, embroidered seriously gold thread on a black bomber jacket. I walked in about 15 minutes after we were there. I was like, I need that. That's amazing. Um, the <laughs> drinks are the drinks are awesome. Um, uh-huh. Service was impeccable. Yeah, it was great. awesome. It was great. We spent a we spent a while there, and it was it was a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah, I love I love that. I, last time I was in San Francisco. They, I went to a like a live piano karaoke situation, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Dude, those yeah, are so was, cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it's such a different dynamic. That's fun. It's a different beast. It really yeah, is. Like 100%. you have to like, karaoke. You can get slammed on a bunch of beers and like belt out and you know and and belt out some semblance of you know don't stop believing. But when right. you're like when you're accompanied by like a live piano player and like after like sightline sheet music, mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. Hundred <laughs> like, percent. 100%. It's a totally different beast. Like these people that were performing when we were there, I was just like, "Wow, this is way different than just normal karaoke." Yeah, it's uh, the stakes are higher, but it makes the mm-hmm. reward so much better when you it like, does. yeah, when you well, kill it. It yeah, also it, a- it also makes it the reward better when people start like singing along. Oh, totally. Yeah, when people join in, that's that's mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, um, especially for show tunes, that's that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's got, it's all about the it's all about the people when it comes to show tunes. Hundred um, percent. So we did um, that. What else did we do? Oh, uh, found one of the oldest bars in New York. Okay. It was the original structure was built for one of Washington George Washington's slaves in okay. 1770. Well, I guess he was a free man, but how free could you really be in 1770 and being black? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like free in for, air quotes. We're gonna put free in some pretty big quotes right there. Yeah. Um, no. So the structure was built in 1770 for this guy as this guy's house. 
And um, then it was in eight. Then in eighteen thirty-four, uh-huh. it was turned into a bar, uh-huh. and it's been a bar ever since. Okay. Like That's through cool. prohibition, like mm-hmm. it was a speakeasy during prohibition. Um, it used mm-hmm. to be a place like a sailors hangout, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the bar top is all like pitted, and it's. I think it's original equipment. Oh, that's I don't great. think that bar has been replaced since like the 1830s. Um, that's awesome. If they did, they replaced it back in the late 1800s or early 1900s. So it's still mm-hmm. old as, you know, all get out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And being somebody like me who likes to drink in historical drinking spaces, like that's kind of the fun, you know? It was yeah. great. The bartender was salty as fuck. Um, it, yeah. was, it was awesome. Um, that's awesome. It was awesome. It was so great. Like it wasn't anything fancy. It was just basically like liquor mixer and like basic beers. And, yeah. but it was awesome just to like the ceilings all burn and like sagging in and like it's it's uh-huh. cool it's really cool that's cool that's awesome yeah, yeah it's called like the, ear. Like the ear the ear bar right. yeah there we go all right yeah it existed back when the waterfront was like five feet away from it uh, it's okay. now since like a it's now since like a block and a half up from the water but back in the uh-huh. day when it was first built it was like right on the waterfront so sailors oh, cool. ships would tie up they'd get off and they'd go immediately to this bar that's awesome yeah super cool, cool. Well, yeah. that sounds like a fun trip, dude. It was. Uh, you're it was make, really you're fun making trip. me want to go back to New York. <laughs> Boys trip. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, cool. Um, all right. Well, How what about you? you? What, we... what did you? No, we oh, didn't talk about your my week. week. I'm sorry, my week. Yes, um, we got to stick a... to the format. <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, I had a decent week. I um, DJed a couple uh, school dances last week, which oh, were always fun. fun. What ages? Yeah. Um, the first one, uh, so one of them was a was a middle school, okay, uh, which is fun, uh, mm-hmm. and the other one was actually an elementary school, which I'd never done before. What? Yeah, <laughs> it was like a parent dance, so like the the parents were there and like dancing with their kids and stuff like that. It, it was like you know, well, I would assume it, so. I was hoping they didn't think like a bunch of third through fifth graders are just be grinding on each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nuts. That would be um, so disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun. I mean, essentially, the kids were just like running around and, yeah, and having sure. a good time. But it was, you know, it was fun. Um, very low stakes gig. Um, oh. The kids didn't care what I played. Did you, um, yo, I was going to say, did you get any weird requests from any like random fifth graders that were like, play grind on my nuts by like whoever? <laughs> yeah, no. No, there wasn't that. Um, like a couple kids requested like songs, but they weren't like. You know, there were songs like there weren't anything you were no, get, there weren't anything you were going to get in trouble for. It, it was a lot of songs that their parents play while they're in the car. Oh. So it was a lot of like random songs by adult artists that don't that are like clean. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was weird. Like so they would request like these weird uh these like there was like this weird request for this Eminem song they kept requesting but but it's cuz it's like this Eminem song that apparently this kid's parent like plays in the car and it's like a it's an Eminem song that's like a it's like dedicated to his daughter so there's no cussing in it and so like th- this kid kept re- like requesting it cuz it's like the one song they know yes <laughs> It's like it's like the time my uncle Jimmy came into town with an early GPS in his car. Yeah. And so he let me play with it and the only place I knew to go was the comic book shop. So I kept trying to go like surprise him and to have him take me back to the comic book shop. Yeah, exactly. It was a situation like that. But you know, otherwise it was like, you know, hey, can you play Baby Shark or can you play oh, yeah. you know, 
you know, songs like that, or like tro- like the song, like the the Justin Timberlake song from the Trolls movie, like okay, stuff like that. That makes you know sense. I mean? So the that Trolls soundtrack probably featured heavily into your rotation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah, it was bad. good. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was an easy gig. It was, it was a good time. Uh, so yeah, that, that was one my sounds week. like you could just switch your brain off in autopilot. Hundred <laughs> percent. Don't tell them that though. I want them to no. invite me back. No, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I would never date. No, Asan is a consummate professional that is always on top of his gig. Yeah, I'll edit that last part out. Yeah, it totally cut me from the. Uh, I don't want to denigrate um, you. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No. It was. It was a good week. It was fun. It was uh, a light week. Uh, some gigs. Fun was had by all. Good stuff. Cool. Um, yeah. What do you say we jump into some news here? Um, Let's do it. We can sl- we can sl- start by sliding in the DMs. Let's we do can it. Do that. Yeah. All right. Let me pull those up on my iPhone. Let me see. I'll get us started then. I guess. Uh, Scream Six sure, yeah. has a nine from Rot from IGN.com. Yeah, I've been hearing I it's know. really good. I've been hearing good things about it too. Yeah, I want to see it. Um, I like that it's in New York now. I think that's mm-hmm. a cool setting. Um, yeah, I'm super into it. Um, yeah, I want to see it real bad. Yeah, I'm, there's I'm a few a movies out right now. I might go to the movies today. There's a couple movies I need to see. Screaming, I was thinking I about see- going too. Yeah, I still need to see Cocaine Bear. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that yet. Do you know? <laughs> I heard it's good. I, I saw it. Good. I, oh, did I, you? I, yes, I did. Okay, I went and saw it right before we went to New York. Oh, I did not like it. Okay. I well, don't you think like it was it? a suc- I don't think it was as successful as everybody thinks it is. Um, okay. It was trying to really put the human. Out. I wanted to go see a bear high on cocaine just murder people, uh-huh. and like have it be like a com- like a dark like a comedy horror movie, but it tried to do. It tried like it was one of those things where it couldn't quite like no no offense to Elizabeth Banks or anybody that was involved in it. I still enjoyed mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was as successful as they think it was. Um, mm-hmm. the character pieces, there was some weird, like, like they're, they, like they were trying to get the characters to go on arcs, which is great, but I don't want to see that. I just want to see a bear killing people. Like yeah. the hilarity comes from the bear being high on cocaine and like being a nonstop murder machine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the funny part is it's ripping people's legs off and you're just like, Oh my God, the gore is so bad. I can't help but laugh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. It was kind of like a bear wandering through. It was vignettes of people lost in the woods or like encountering each other in the woods, and then a bear would just randomly attack them. Okay. Gotcha. And the shtick of the bear kept like keep eating cocaine or snorting cocaine. It just got old after a while. Like it was mm-hmm. kind of like they returned back to the same joke to beat you know beat the dead horse too. And it was just like, mm-hmm. I need more jokes than this. I was hoping. Because with the with the kind of cast it had, I was expecting a full blown comedy, you know, uh-huh. as as well bad. as you know. But it didn't quite it didn't quite hit for me. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, fair enough. I, I do want to see that. I want to see Creed three, obviously, mm-hmm. and then um, I want to see Scream six. So yeah, Scream six might for go sure. might head to the theater today and catch one of those. We will see. Um, I have a free yeah. ticket from Regal, so that's been burning a hole in my wallet. So I'm <laughs> like, mm, maybe I'll go use that to go see Scream. Yeah. Um, uh, this uh, Just briefly from IGN, uh, in their write-up on Instagram, they say, While the character-driven story of Scream 6 is the primary reason for its success, it's far from the only one. Some of the set pieces in this chapter will take your breath away. That's great. I'm down. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm super into that. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a good franchise of movies. They, uh, it is, yeah. It, it's a pretty strong franchise. It's a, it's a. Uh, uh, I think 
it's 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 done a good job of balancing hey we're gonna try to make good fun movies but also like build in some fan service and like because mm-hmm. it does have a cult following like people love these movies oh, like um, vehemently love these yeah movies. <laughs> yeah so i'm glad that they've been able to like consistently make good stuff you know yeah it's uh, like there are i will say that there are entries into the scream franchise that i prefer to others but i don't oh, think yeah. i've seen a bad scream movie like i don't no, think there's a bad no. movie i don't think there's a bad one out there i just Mm-mm. think there's others where it's like oh personal preference you know where it's like right. i prefer five to you know six or whatever you know or the mm-hmm. number one the first one's always the best mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but that's my thing and that's what i and that's how you can tell You know, I'm thinking about a lot of other franchises like Fast and the Furious, you know? Yeah. Like when they have like nine entries, you know, it's like the James Bond franchise, (laughs) for for example, as well. It's like I'm a huge James Bond fan, but like I will say there are some serious like ones that don't work quite as well as the others. You know what I mean? Right. Same thing Mm -hmm. with Fast and the Furious. I don't have one that I absolutely hate. Oh, maybe Tokyo Drift. But I haven't seen Tokyo Tokyo Drift in in long enough that I think my opinion would change. Mm -hmm. Um but like for Fast and the Furious, at least with the ones that I consistently watch, I just have I have favorites as opposed to others. I think that there are certain ones that have strengths over over others, but I think that that's a good a sign of a good like a well done franchise, right? That like knows its audience and knows mm-hmm. what the people want and doesn't try to do anything different. Um, and in a way that stays within the set parameter guidelines, but it finds ways to be creative within those, you know. And that is, yeah. you know, that's what I think is a good. That's a healthy franchise of people that love it and new blood that wants to keep it going and that was raised on the older stuff because now there's nine entries spanning however long, you know, amount of time, and mm-hmm. you know people have grown up with the Scream franchise just being a thing, and so now it's fan service from them, and I, it's it's cool. I like it. Yeah, I'm excited I to see I- it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really good. Um, yeah, I think they're 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 fun movies. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see this one. I think it'll be cool. Um, let's we oh we got a poster for Echo, mm-hmm. the new series. Is this a uh, is this a legit poster or no? Um, I don't know. Um, it does. So I don't. Now I don't that I'm looking think, at it, I don't think it is. I don't think it's a legit poster. But the news is that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin and Charlie Cox's Daredevil will play key figures in the series. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, that's good. If they were just going to shoot her out on her own, I'm like, character's not strong enough to like get right. me to watch it. I'm sorry. It's just not. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, the actress totally. does a good job, but again, her performance is not enough for me to be like, I'm going to devote time. You know, if having said that, I'm talking as if I don't have a podcast that talks about these things. If yeah. it was just, you know what I mean? It's an, yeah. It was inevitable that I was going to watch it. But mm-hmm. if, it, if, I, if in the universe where I don't also have a podcast with you where we talk about these things weekly, I probably wouldn't devote my time to watching Echo if it wasn't – if it was just her mm-hmm. and nothing against her. Yeah. I just didn't think – in Hawkeye, I just didn't think the character had enough to really give me traction. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, I agree. Um, so, yeah, it's good that the – Oh, great. I'm glad we're not going to fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no need to fist fight over this one. Um, into some Star Wars news. Yes. Um, Star Wars Shocker update on Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins and Taika's movies. Uh, this is from Star Screen Wars Thrill. Shocker. Yeah, <laughs> this is from Screen Thrill. Uh, sources at Variety report that both Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins Star Wars movies are no longer in development. On the other hand, Taika Waititi uh, wants to star in his uh, Star Wars movie in a similar role in a uh, in size to the one he had in Jojo Rabbit. 
Um, they also said Lucasfilm has found the director for the Damon Lindelof written movie. Uh, Charmaine Obaid Chinoy, a two-time Oscar-winning documentarian for Saving Face and A Girl in the River, uh, made her live-action uh, narrative debut with uh, two episodes of Ms. Marvel for Disney+. Plus. Um, cool, there's, there's some news there, so we're getting at least two... Star Wars movies, maybe three with a Taika Waititi one. We're getting a Damon Lindelof one. Uh, oh, no, so two. Yeah, we're getting a Damon, Damon Lindelof one and then the Taika Waititi one um, in which Taika Waititi wants to play a, a somewhat uh, major supporting role in the movie. Giving himself um, more money. Yeah, why not? I'd also like $20 million. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, so that's cool, Star Wars, getting two movies. Uh, did you Have you watched uh, the first episode of The Mandalorian yet? Not yet. Haven't had a chance to. I was okay. going to watch it Great. today. I'm very Great. excited about that. Um, yeah. When I got home, the reason why I didn't was because it's been so long since it's been almost a year since season two. So yep. I sat down and mainlined season two in one sitting. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got home from the plane and was off the plane and was just like, this is what I'm doing. The people were like, what are you doing today? I'm like, The Mandalorian season two. Like, yeah. oh, what else? I'm like, no. <laughs> that. There is nothing else. This is the way. This is the way. No, I'm excited for season three of Mandalorian. Everybody's been saying it's been amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say about the movies, I'm actually not that disappointed or sad by this movie, by this movie news. I'm actually kind of happy that we are getting delays in these movies and that they're not coming yeah. out and we're getting cancellations. I'm so sick of the Star Wars movies and mm-hmm. just like how they don't have anything to say or any point to make. Mm-hmm. And like we've gotten much more success from the Disney Plus television series like Andor and Mandalorian, Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. That has brought the world more to life than what they've been trying to do in the movies, which has just been fan service to I don't know what group of fans, but it's not Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I'm actually not too saddened that they're delaying the movies or that they've canceled them. I think it's a good move. Mm-hmm. I think that the last couple of movies have left such a bad taste in our mouths that they need to give us a more of a break before they start shoving it down our throats again. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, I, I did watch the first episode of the new season of The Mandalorian. What'd and uh, first episode is good. Uh, the uh, The bummer about it is they spend a majority of the episode um, basically just recapping uh, where we've been. Uh, oh, so then I don't need to, I didn't need to recap season two. <laughs> well, it was more of a recap for the the events of Book of Boba Fett, so you're oh, you're probably okay with gotcha. uh, rewatching okay. season two of Mandalorian. Sweet. All right, yeah. So, uh, but I think it's going to be good um, as it uh, is always is. Uh, so, yes. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes. The first episode did a lot. You know, it had to carry. It had to do a lot of heavy lifting to. Uh, remind people and catch people up who didn't watch the book of Boba Fett sure. and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I think the rest of the season uh, will be good. I heard season, uh, two, I heard episode two is really good. Okay, I haven't seen episode two yet, so um, yeah, we will see. Um, all right, what else we got here in the DMs? Um, John Berenthal's uh, John Berenthal's returning as the Punisher in Daredevil: Born Again. Yay! Best news ever. Yep, great news. It would have been Happy a serious to waste to, to not bring him back. Yes, 100%. He's so good. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's great. Just, he's just perfect. Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, 
he's yeah, so no, good. He's great. I'm so excited to have Daredevil and Punisher back together. That's going to be fun. Yeah, 100%. Um, I saw a trailer um, today, and I didn't uh, send this. I thought I, I did, but I didn't send this. Um, and we'll get back to the Daredevil news, but I want to uh, uh, say this while it's on my mind. I saw a trailer for a movie called No Hard Feelings this morning. No Hard Feelings. Okay, who's in it? It is an R-rated comedy um, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Who and I, I, this movie's either gonna be very funny or it's gonna not work at all. Um, and and you'll 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 hear that in the description. Jennifer Lawrence plays a you know late 20s, possibly early 30s something girl in uh, I don't know what city, you know, pick your city, Main Street, America, any or town, USA, yeah, any town, USA. Um, who's like down on her luck, like she loses her job, her car gets repossessed, and she uh, is has no money. And basically, she answers a Craigslist ad of of these two like helicopter parents uh, who are basically trying to find a date for their teenage son, who's nineteen. Um, they they're trying to get uh, like basically trying to pay someone to date their son. That's and they, creepy. They, yeah, they're like you can if you date our son for however long or whatever, we'll give you a car. Basically, this used car that we have, and she's like, "Well, oh, I guess I'll do new. it." It's a used it's, car. Yeah, it's like a Buick no, Lacrosse or something. No, I'm not dating your 19 year old son for a fucking Buick. That's not happening. Yeah. And so she agrees, and hijinks ensue. And he's like, this, uh, you know, this he's a, plot sounds gross to me. Yeah, it it it, it doesn't. It's like. This is like a, it's like a script from the '80s that like someone was like we could yeah. make this right or like the if, '90s with blank check where that where that grown uh, yeah. FBI where the grown FBI agent kisses a child yeah and like my mom he, wrote letters we went and saw that in the theater I remember my mom being so pissed and it was at the end so there's nothing we could do and she wrote like I think she actually wrote letters to Disney yeah she was like, certainly talking like she was going to. <laughs> when I first saw that, and 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 I'm maybe holding out, like maybe I'm hoping that like the movie ultimately isn't about that, mm-hmm. and maybe like they learn to be friends and have to like do something. But it's a and very no weird one does situation. Anything sexual, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, that's what I was hoping the trailer would would reveal. But no, there's none of that. It's just kind of like, boy, isn't this kid bad at? women and isn't she bad at being an adult and isn't this funny and i'm like no it's not not funny (laughs) it's just kind of weird and gross (laughs) just kind of weird and gross he's he's a teenager and they cast this this guy who looks very young like that like you know because you know there's there's 19 year old people like an old looking 19 year old no 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 he looks like he looks he he looks like he's 16 it's weird it's weird it's weird that's it's very creepy. Weird. Yeah. Dude, you know that someone was like, is it this funny? And it's like, no, this is not funny. Yeah, James, not funny. James, no, this is not funny. This is depressing <laughs> yeah. and gross. So there's that movie that's coming oh, soon, God. I guess. <laughs> and we haven't seen Jennifer Lawrence in anything in a little while. So like, this mm-hmm. is going to be the movie that she comes out on, like, comes back on deck with. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I, my, my guess for this is that it's going to flop. Probably. I would imagine it will. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so back to some uh, Daredevil news. Um, yes. The actors, the actors who play um, Foggy Nelson and Karen Page, are not 
returning for Daredevil Born Again. It's unclear no, whether not. these characters will be recast or eliminated from the story altogether. This I is think they're going to be re-eliminated. I think they're the going to be eliminated. The Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, yeah, you don't think they're bringing the characters back? I don't think they're going to recast them. I think if they, they already have them. If they were going to put them in, I don't think they would recast them. You know, because they're, they're fan favorites. Like, people like them, right? Yeah. So I don't think yeah I don't think they're bringing those characters back for this yeah. specific series. No, I think we'll see them back later, and if yeah. they come back later, then maybe they'll recast them. But I don't think they're. I just don't think they're in the story. I don't think they're part yeah. of the story they want to tell. Yeah, I think the story they're they're telling is going to be much more of a personal story for Deadpool or excuse me Daredevil, mm-hmm. uh, and so I don't think that they will be. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, you know, he, you know. Uh, here's the new trial of the week for right. Daredevil, mm-hmm. and let's see the hijinks. I don't think it's going to be that show. <laughs> I think he's going to be in the suit a lot more. Yes, I think this is going to be him. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a classic Daredevil story. I think it's going to be him taking down a criminal in the streets of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's going to be what the the old show was. But um, no, uh, I do think we'll see these characters again for sure. Um. And I think they'll pop up in other shows uh, or in uh, later Avengers movies or things like that. Maybe even Spider-Man movies later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think they'll be back at, in some capacity at some point. But I don't think, uh, yeah, this show doesn't seem like the show to bring these two characters back for. No. Um, no. Okay. We haven't so, seen Daredevil in a while. We need to spend time with him specifically. Yeah, 100%. Reestablish that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Nick Cage says he doesn't need to be in the MCU. I'm Nick Cage. That's right. Which is That's exactly right what is. I want him to say. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, Did you yeah. see the live footage of him saying it, the way he said it? No, but He was I kind should. of like, why would you even ask me this? He's like, I don't yeah. need to be in the I'm Nick Cage. And it's like, yeah. yes, yes, you are. Yeah, which <laughs> honestly to me. If I had been at that me- press conference, I would have been like, That's right. <laughs> yeah, which honestly to me almost I, I almost feel like that means he's probably going to be in an MCU film even yeah, more probably. now. Yes, exactly, <laughs> because that's how they do it now where they're like lie, lie to the fans. Yeah. I hope he it's does the I hope they don't we waste can keep things secret. I hope they don't waste him like they did Bill Murray. Uh, God no. Oh, I will be pissed if they waste yeah. Nick Cage in the MCU. <laughs> mhm. Um uh, after The Last of Us, uh, Corey Barlog says the pressure is on for Amazon's God of War. Yep. Um, this is yep, me nodding sure furiously is. at that news. Yes, it sure is. You better make it good. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like, after The Last of Us comes out with the with this level of video game stuff, no other video game franchise or property can half-ass it anymore. Yeah, no, it's not gonna. It, you can't. It, it, you the, can't. the bar it's is set really high. The bar has now been set high for for video game for video game adaptations on the level of cinematic art. Yeah. Like you have to achieve that now. Sorry. Yep. Sorry no, for everybody good. that was looking to do a video. No, I'm not apologizing oh, to you. Oh. <laughs> I'm apologizing to everybody that was looking to half-ass do a video game like yes. Thing. It's yes. like no, this is not going to be an easy thing for you now. Yep. It's definitely not. It's work now, and that and I'm <laughs> glad for you. 100%. Yeah, I think, yeah, like, especially, I mean, The the Last of Us and um, God of War are are so similar in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um, that of I think, yep. yeah, I think that, like, the, La- the Last of Us proving that you can do that well as a show, it, yeah, the God of War has no excuses. Like, Mm-mm. It's it, there's no excuse to to do a bad God of War TV show now. No. <laughs> so um, I, I'm looking to. forward to it though. I hope they uh, I hope they crush it. I, I I think it all depends on. Oh man, it depends on who you get to play Kratos because mm-hmm. you have to buy it. You have yep. to buy him. 
Uh, and that performance is so specific that like you, you, you like you have to. Uh, yeah, it's good. We'll see. We'll see who they end up casting. But that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you do you cast? So for The Last of Us, they kind of went with. I mean, Bella Ramsey is a recognizable face from Game of Thrones, but she's not nearly a household name. No. Um. Uh. So they went with casting Pedro Pascal, who is a household name, as their Joel, and went with a lesser known actor for Ellie. Um, what recipe of casting do you do for God of War? Do you go with a known Kratos, a lesser known Kratos, a known kid Atreus, or lesser known Atreus? I would go for two both lesser knowns. Okay. Because you don't want to sell it on acting. You want to sell it on the God of War. Like, mm-hmm. you want to sell it on the show's merit, right? Mm-hmm. Plus, it gives if you give people that are lesser knowns, it gives them more freedom to actually embody the character as mm-hmm. opposed to being like, well, I'm Pedro Pascal and people expect me to act a certain way, so I have to act that certain way while portraying this character. It just happens to be that the way Pedro Pascal acts also embodies the way that Joel would be. You know what I mean? So. Right. I say go with two lesser knowns. It doesn't matter to me. I don't want. I don't need to see big names in my video game adaptation. You know, TV shows. Um, it, it'd be nice if they were there, but I don't mm-hmm. need to see it because I've already played through the franchise. I know the story is solid. Just make a solid show. Yeah. If you make I a agree. Sol- Last of Us, proves, you if. I have I am convinced that even without Bella Ramsey and, and Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us still would have succeeded because they know exactly what they're doing. Right, and you could have cast mm-hmm. two ba- virtually unknown people to be these two roles, and it still would have been just as good. Yeah, I agree. And so that's kind of um, where I'm at with God of War. I'm like, don't worry about the level of people you're casting; just cast correctly. Yeah, I agree. I'm. Uh, I think if I'm casting this, I'm casting uh, Pablo Shriver, Leo Sh- uh, Liv Shriver. Uh, what's his yeah. name? Leo Shriver. Shriver's brother. Yeah, Liv Shriver's brother. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a movie in which he has a bald head and a beard and and he and he's obviously tall and jacked so uh, I think uh, he'd be he'd be great. I'm looking at him right now actually. Let me see. Put him in that ashy skin makeup. E- yes. Have him go to the gym a bunch, bulk up. Mm-hmm. He's already big, but if he bulked up, he'd be Kratos level. Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to send this to you. This looks great. <laughs> yeah, he would be great at it, honestly, I think. Uh, I, my thing is, is he old enough? I think probably, especially if you like gray his beard a little bit. Yeah. Um, Makeup can see. do wonders. That's true. They made Pedro Pascal look pretty old in The Last of Us. Well, he's I just, just a ruggedly you, handsome man. Yeah, that's true. Whoa. Okay. Right? Him bald with a beard? That looks pretty good. Grow that beard out more. Give him yep. some more wrinkles around the eyes. Yeah, that'd be that's pretty close, man. With this physique right here, watch. <laughs> Look at this picture. Dear God. <laughs> oh! Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. He doesn't need to bulk up. Yep. He's uh, shredded. This was, uh, when yeah, your he's, veins he's, pop he's, like that, I get worried. Yep. Uh, that's dehydration right there. Yeah, it is. Um, that apparently this is him from that Halo TV series no one watches. Uh, um, <laughs> I forgot he was Master Chief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they won't use him. But 
But man, yeah, dude, Halo is a giant failure. Yeah, unfortunately. I know. Bummer. Big bummer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think he'd be great uh, as Kratos. Uh, oh, of course. You know, fan casting once uh, Dave Batista. I think Batista he doesn't is. Have look. He, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think his look is great for that. Uh, to me, he's not tall enough. Mm-mm. His um, head's also think, too round. Yeah, Kratos. Needs I hate to, to tower be a nitpicker like that, but Kratos has he's an ovular shaped head. He needs to tower over people. Yeah, like it's not just about being big and yeah. having a deep voice. Yeah, it's it's he has to yeah, get, that's the point like he he's a an imposing figure physically uh, to everyone around him and oh, that God. that's kind of the point. Dude, you know if what I mean? he steps out of a doorway, I'm like no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He walks into a bar I'm in, I'm like, "Mm-mm, not going to bother that man. He can have yeah. my seat. Should we all get out of here?" Yeah, you guys want to go hide <laughs> in the break room? Yeah, exactly. Um Scream 7 some- has been greenlit. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this ma- this movie's going to make a ton of money. Oh, dude, um, it's already making, like, bank. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely going to do that. I wonder what city that'll take place in. Miami. Um, yeah, Miami would be hilarious. Um, uh, it might even be cool to take it overseas and do, like, London or something might Tokyo. be fun. Tokyo would be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, Paris. Ha- have, they, have they done it in L.A. yet? Has there been an L.A. scream? I think I don't that's think where the first so. one's supposed to be set. Um, no, the first one's in... Um, oh, no, they like filmed a, it in California, but it's supposed to be... Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be somewhere else. It's like... I, it might even be a fictional city. I think it is. Um, let me see. Where's the first one? 1998 film. Wow, 1998. That's crazy. These have been running since 98? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the first one is in... That's so crazy. This movie, these movies have. Uh... Oh, 96, excuse me. Even Was it crazier. 96? 96, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> let me see. What is the name of the first town? I'm looking for it here, too. Yeah. Screen franchise, Wikipedia. Uh, um... I forgot that Wes Craven got this whole thing started. God, I love him. Oh yeah, uh, Woodsboro, California. Yes, Woodsboro, like, yeah, it's a fake California. Town. Yes. Yeah, um, it was shot at. Uh, oh, so they shot it in Detroit. Um, oh, did they? They they used a middle school in Dearborn, uh, Detroit, or Dearborn, Michigan, which is just outside of Detroit for huh. like the Westboro High School. Um, yeah, so it's not a uh, yeah, it's not a real town, but I, it's probably meant to look like a you know a suburb of L.A., um, you know that type of vibe. Yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, I guess they kind of did Southern California, so I guess they could do somewhere else. But if they actually shot it in L.A. and it was set in L.A. proper, that could be interesting too. That would be cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, or even like somewhere like more remote might be fun, like somewhere in Texas or something, or like yeah. You know what I mean? Somewhere where there's like the, the problem woods. with Texas though is that everybody has guns. So if that's Ghostface true. Killer, like it doesn't really work. Like Ghostface yeah, would be true. dead in like five minutes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, harder to do it in the South. Um, yeah. Have they done it in the snow yet? That could be fun. Like if mm, they did it so. like in the winter, that'd be mm-hmm. fun. That would be fun. Um, 
all right, what else we got? And then they could, because all of the Scream movies kind of like comment on filmmaking a, mm-hmm. a, when they come out. So like, it'd be cool if they, what if they said it during Christmas? That'd be fun. A Christmas um, Scream would be great. <laughs> yeah. And it can comment on Christmas movies. I think that'd be really fun. Oh, that would be great. Like a, just have a Christmas <laughs> horror, tongue in cheek Christmas <laughs> horror movie again. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> I think you that'd nailed it, dude. That would be perfect. Yeah. That's Christmas where you go would be a lot here. of fun. Um, all right, uh, and you could set it in like Chicago. That'd be fun. I feel Chicago like a lot would also of like work. You, you could kind of do the you know the um, the, the Home Alone thing. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. Um, okay, um, John Wick. Um, critics are already loving the movie. Um, they, uh, people are saying it's the best action movie of the decade. Um, cool. I'm hoping that it is. And uh, Keanu Reeves has been in several interviews now. He says that the action. F- far surpasses in this one far surpasses all of the other movies that is Which i'm like i don't know how you do that but okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure all right fine Great. i'm in i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. see this regardless <laughs> yeah exactly you had me at john wick four yeah, yeah you uh, had, <laughs> yeah, yeah right after the third one premiered when you were like we're making a fourth i was like great i'll, I'll yeah. go see it uh, I sent you the the first movie poster for Paint, a Bob yes. Ross movie starring Owen Wilson. Yes, <laughs> it looks great. Looks great. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. Um, and now I'm wondering, is this going to be a straight biopic or is it going to be a comedy like the? Uh, I think it's going to be a comedy. Okay. A, the, using a Bob Ross style character. Yeah, like the Weird it's, Al movie that they just did. Right. I think it's yeah. going to be a comedy starring the Bob Ross character as opposed to being yeah. like a Bob Ross character as opposed to it being the biopic of Bob Ross. Cuz cool. we all we all know the backstory of Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. I actually know don't know the backstory you know, of Bob okay, Ross. He was a drill he was a drill sergeant in the Air Force for oh, like okay. mo- yeah, for most of his career. Uh-huh. And then when he got out, he decided he was going to he was going to paint and he didn't want to yell anymore. Wow, I didn't know that, but that's So that's why he talked hilarious. so softly in his TV show. It's because that's mm-hmm. how he decided to talk after he got out of the Air Force as a drill instructor. Drill instructor. He's like, I'm done yelling at people. That's hilarious. Isn't and that great? I cannot wait to see that. He's such a gem of a human being. Yeah. We watch him no. frequently. <laughs> yeah, no, Bob Ross is great. When it's been a rough day, Bob Ross is a great way to wind down. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I think it looks great. The the wig looks great. Uh, oh, the wig looks amazing. Yep. Um yeah, there's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, animated thing that from Seth there's, Rogen there's as an executive producer. Out. Oh, there's two coming there's out. There's two new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles things coming out. There's one, this one that I sent you, that uh-huh. had that has the kids and mm-hmm. where they're truly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and they're in high school. Yeah, and then yeah. there's the other one where Jackie Chan's going to be playing Master Splinter. Oh. And it has a bunch of other adult voice actors that are going to be doing that. How many franchises does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have now? I don't know. Well, there's the Michael Bay one. Well, there's the Michael Bay one. There's the original cartoon from the 80s and the 90s. There's the uh-huh. there's the there's the three animated ones that Nickelodeon did. Uh-huh. There's this new animated one. There's the new uh, older one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's two others that I'm forgetting. So we're already up to nine. Yeah. Um, they must make money. <laughs> like I would imagine they these movies produce a lot of merchandising as well. So well, of course they sell toys like crazy. Yeah, and pajamas and bed sheets. Oh and, yeah, and little yeah. plastic weapons that you can hurt your friends with. <laughs> yeah, at least exactly. I see. But I grew up in a different time when those weapons would have been made of metal. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> and everybody's like, it's fine. They're safe. Yeah. Just don't poke your eyes out. Exactly. I remember, so growing up, I had a friend, a little neighborhood buddy mm-hmm. that lived in the house across the street. And um, his dad was a stay-at-home dad. And mm-hmm. which I thought was wild when I was a kid. I was like, whoa, what is this? And I'm glad he was a stay-at-home dad because one day we were we were playing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the backyard. He was my TMNT friend. We knew everything about it, would constantly play and all that stuff. And he was he was always Leonardo and I was always Michelangelo. And we were playing in the backyard and um, one day and his dad comes out and he's like, hey, I, I figured you guys would need these if you're going to keep playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he made... <laughs> Out of wood and PVC pipe and chain, he had made me two sets of nunchucks and his son two swords. That's amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. And we proceeded to bruise ourselves and hurt ourselves while you know using our new weapons. Of course. <laughs> um, did you see the trailer for the new Haunted Mansion film? I did. Yeah, what'd you it think? It looks really good. Yeah, I think it looks great I, as I'll, well, I'll too. Back, actually, I'm going to back that up. I don't know if it looks really good. It looks yeah. it looks really good compared to the original, which thus makes it look really good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a uh, yeah, I think it captures uh, more of the spirit of what the ride invokes than I think mm-hmm. the first movie did. Um, the first movie was just like, hey, Eddie Murphy's a real big deal right now in Hollywood. Let's get him in this movie. <laughs> hey, everybody, remember how Eddie Murphy's funny? We're just gonna have him do that on screen for a couple of yeah. hours. Yeah. Are we gonna have anything else going on? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, this movie looks great. Uh, it looks like it is balancing sort of like the Disney spookiness, but also it looks fun and funny, and mm-hmm. Owen Wilson is also in this. Um, As an axe-wielding priest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks crazy. Like, this honestly reminds me of, like, a Tim Burton movie or something. Yeah, it's it looks, got a little uh, bit Tim Burton-esque really to it. Um, yeah. I like the fact that it looks like they're going a little bit actual, that the ghosts will actually be scary. Yeah. I think that's an important element. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be good. I like the trailer a lot, actually. So uh, we will see. Mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion. Mansion. Um, Mansion. Um, let's see what else we got here. There's an Alien movie beginning beginning production uh, this mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. Um, f- but directed by Fede Alvarez. Um, has sit, uh, Let me see. Mayor of East Town's Ka- uh, Kaylee Spaney, a uh, name sounds mm-hmm. made up, um, as its lead and gave a brief synopsis for the story. Let's see if we can get this synopsis. Let me go to IGN and see what they're talking about. Um, are you excited for a new Alien movie? Uh, I'm, in, I'm ambivalent about it. Okay. Um, I, want, I just want them to make it good. Yeah, like that's really where I'm at. We've been done so dirty lately yeah. with the Prometheus movie and everything like that. That I'm just like, please just make it good. That's all yeah. I care. I love the original, the first two Alien movies. Like they hold a mm-hmm. real special place in my heart. And I, um, yeah, I just want them to make it good. That's all I care about. Yeah, make it good. I make agree. it scary. You know, because I think see. we're I think we're primed to have another Alien movie come out that'll actually scare us this time. Hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, this needs to be scary. Um, yes, it does. 
Let's see. Um, as for the synopsis, okay, this is from IGN. Yep. As for the synopsis, it doesn't spoil too much, but it does hint that the adventure will be taking place in a far-off world and will be centered on a, a younger group of people who are destined to cross paths with a terrifying threat. In this ninth entry in the immensely popular and enduring film series, a group of young people on a distant world find themselves in a confrontation with the most terrifying life form in the universe, the official synopsis reads. Alvarez, who previously directed Evil Dead, oh, okay, cool. Um, the girl in the spider, uh, the girl in the spider's web, and Don't Breathe. Oh, this guy, this guy's got a good catalog so I far. Think, I, yeah, I was gonna say, I think this is gonna be genuinely scary. Yeah, also wrote the screenplay alongside his frequent collaborator Rodo Sayagues. Uh, Ridley Scott, the director of the original Alien, will serve as a producer with Michael Pruss, Brett O'Connor, Elizabeth Cantillon, and Tom Moran will act as executive producers. Yeah, I and think that's this is going to be as far as Ridley good. Scott needs to be involved in that front. <laughs> yeah, that's a, the, uh, please don't let him on set. Uh, <laughs> don't let old man Scott come in there and put his, well, we need to do it this way because I'm an auteur. Yeah. I like this direction. I mean, if it's you know, if it's it's aliens, but it's alien, but this there's kids now. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, alien versus kids is is I think a good way to go I about it. We haven't seen it. that yet. Yeah, alien versus kids. Yeah. It's just from now on. It's just whatever the alien is versus alien versus dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just a happy yeah, golden I, retriever. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think uh, seeing how kids handle that threat, I think, is a good fresh take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, um, excited for that. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Dead by Daylight movie is announced based off of the video game. Okay, what is that um, about? I don't think I've ever played that game. Oh, Dead by Daylight. What is that one? I don't play it. So I'm assuming it's zombies, maybe or something. It's a killer. It looks like psychopaths. Um, oh, okay, Dead by Daylight is asymmetric game. multiplayer. Okay, survival horror online game. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, Bloomhouse is going to be involved in this one. Nice. So that's where I'm like, cool. Um, it is a one versus four game in which one player takes on the role of a killer and the other four play as survivors. The killer must impale each survivor on saf- sacrificial hooks to appease a malevolent force known as the Entity, while the survivors have to avoid being caught and power up the exit gates by working together to fix five generators. Oh, okay, cool. So okay. they did. So Dead by Daylight has. I know this more from the other, from the spinoff ones that they have. They have a version where they have a Nightmare on Elm Street, where you're, where one of you plays Freddy Krueger, and the rest of you are running from Freddy Krueger. They've did a one with uh, Halloween. They did one with right. Uh, I remember the Scream. Jason one. Yeah, yeah, with Scream. Uh, yeah, Jason is one of them. Um, they did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. um, Hellraiser. All oh, that that's stuff. cool. And there's a game. There's a game that's kind of probably not the same company or anything, but is like loosely a similar vibe that was based on. It's like the Predator game. It's yeah. like you play as like Marines against the Predator, and like yeah, one person's the Predator. That. Yeah, how is that? It's awful. Yeah, why is it awful? It's it seems why, like it'd be incredibly difficult. <laughs> it's. I found out exactly why it costs sixteen dollars. Oh, okay. It's terrible. Gotcha. The okay. um the only fun that you get to have while you're playing is the Predator. Uh-huh. Um, as if you're one of the soldiers, the mechanics are confusing. It's too chaotic. The the um, combat system is laggy and slow. So even hmm. against NPCs, you just get shredded. Gotcha. Um, yeah, even the targeting system for rifles in the first person view is just wildly off as far as the aiming aiming goes. Um, like I'm not. I'm not the best at first-person shooters, but I'm no slouch. Like, I'm decent, right? 
So like you drop me into one of those, I can pretty much figure out how to do it. It the the combat system was so clunky, I it just was not fun to play. Hmm. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. But um yeah, and then all the um upgrades and stuff are just kind of mm. like lackluster if you're one of the one of the marines, but if you have the predator, then you can upgrade that. That's why it's only fun to play when you're the predator. Yeah, that that makes so. sense. Yeah, it seems like I would just only want to be the predator. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Yep. Um, um the uh this there's that poster for this movie called Maloom or Maloom. Oh yes. So Looks this crazy. One is, dude, this one is did you see the trailer that I sent you for it too? Oh, I have not watched the this trailer. This one's based off so this one is a continuation or it's based off of the original uh, the uh Last Shift. Okay. And it's yeah. of this rookie police officer. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking through the trailer right now. This rookie police officer is sent to this station that's being shut down, but they was involved with. Um, come on. Uh, but it was there was a um, a cult that was involved with the station, and that and part of that cult was involved with her dad. Mm-hmm. And so it's this horror thriller. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, I'll read the synopsis here. A rookie police officer willingly takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to undercover, uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death and a vicious cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the trailer now. This looks cool. Looks terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh man. <laughs> yeah, this looks crazy. I like this. A lot this. of good jumps. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm into this. This looks great. Yeah, looks terrifying. As if prisons weren't scary enough. I know, right? It's based off of a movie that came out in 2014 called Last Shift. Mm hmm. And the synopsis is a rookie cop's first shift alone in the last night of a closing police station turns into a living nightmare. Gotcha. Yeah, this looks great. Yep. All right. All right. I'm I'm interested in that. Malum. Um Yeah, I'm super into that. Um, any other DMs? Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2 may have found, finally found its director. Okay. Um, Portlandia and Baskets creator, co-creator Jonathan Crystal is in talk to direct a long-awaited sequel. That's all there is news on that. Uh, Mahershala Ali reportedly almost played Joel in The Last of Us. He wanted to? Um. Is that what you just said? No, he almost. Oh, almost? Okay. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, he was, in the, he was in the front running before they cast Pedro Pascal, which makes sense. Yeah. And uh, WV wants to trot Peter Jet re- to trot exhausted director Peter Jackson out to return for new Lord of the Rings movies. Why? Because they didn't learn from making the f- the terrible Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine yeah. if there's source material out there that you can build on that Tolkien 
mm-hmm. or his camp like created and like you can flesh out like using Christopher Tolkien as like the author to help you do this but just to make more Lord of the Rings like and and I'm going to say this if it's more like adventures with Frodo I'm not watching it mm-hmm. I'm not watching it and I will do everything I possibly can to <laughs> badmouth it so that it doesn't get as much business as it possibly can Mm-hmm. Like you do not need a continuation of the characters from Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like it's done. The story's over. There are no more stories to be told. Yeah, yeah. I don't, with fantasy, it's hard because I don't know if. <laughs> and forgive me if this is simply my ignorance of of Lord of the Rings, but I don't know if there's like more interesting stories to be told in the Lord of the Rings universe if they don't. It, like I think the the interesting stories to be told have already been told. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know that they're. It's not like Harry Potter where they're kind of making up all of the world building of this, like or like or even Star Wars for that matter, where they're like making up all the world building from scratch. Like it's borrow. Like Lord of the Rings borrows from a lot of like other fantasy tropes. So it's like. It's not as if, oh, let's explore the rest of this world we've never been in before. I'm going to interject real quick, and I will say that, yes, Lord of the Rings does borrow from a lot of fantasy tropes, but it also created a lot of those fantasy tropes that people then stole. That's true. You know what I mean? Um, like it was the. Yeah. You have to think of it in terms of like the OG, right? Like, sure. It's cliched now because Tolkien did it back in the day. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And everybody, Either, and it's so good, everybody's yeah. like, I got to copy that. Yeah, but either way, if it doesn't involve like... To a certain degree, if the further and further you get away from Frodo and stuff, and and I, now I I will say this, I'm not, I'm also not interested in seeing those characters again. But the further you get away from that, it just kind of becomes generic fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It loses so it's like, the thing that makes it special. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. not Lord of the Rings if you're no longer dealing with Frodo Lords and the Rings. Or rings. It, it, yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just a fantasy movie. Which yeah, is, and that's why I, I guess, hate. The, that's why I hate yeah. the TV show. Yeah, I think exactly. the TV show's stupid as all get out because it's like yeah. you don't like stop. Yeah, there, it's just, now yeah. there are stories that are in the Silmarillion, which is the compendium of the creation and timeline of Middle Earth. Um, there are stories that could be told there, but they're not they're nothing big. And anybody yeah. that's going to flush it out into a movie is going right. to kind of be taking liberties with something that there isn't enough like product to like. W- that's the thing. There's a lot of stories that Tolkien wrote about. But he didn't flush them out to the point where you can make movies out of them. Right. And I'm like, just let it die. Yeah, I could see something like a like I could see like a sitcom or something that takes place in like the the lore, the world of Lord of the Rings. I think that could be cool. Hobbits. Like maybe there's yeah, like there's a Hobbit sitcom. I think that could totally be funny. Dude, like a, a Taika Waititi style. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, I think they, I think you could totally do something like that, but like making another like big sweeping epic, s- epic. I just don't think that that source material calls for it anymore. No. Like I think we've done all of those movies. We've tired it out, and, <laughs> and then Peter some. Jackson ruined it with the Hobbit movies, and <laughs> yes. um, God, exactly. those movies were bad. He didn't even um, want to make them. Um, yeah, I don't know to, who would want to do that. This is the story behind that. He didn't even want to make them. You know who wanted to make the Hobbit movies? Who? Guillermo del Toro. Oh, that would have been interesting. Why they did not just let Guillermo del Toro make The <laughs> Hobbit, I will never know. I'm like, are you high? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we not funding this? <laughs> That's like, you know, you know, I've, I've said this multiple times. Like, my version of heaven, right? If heaven exists, 
Yeah. My version of Heaven is there is a movie theater that I can get you and all my other film friends together, and we can basically put together one of the ones I want to work. One of the first things I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and be like, show me the Guillermo del Toro Hobbit movies. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. We might be able to even do that soon with like AI. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially with all these images we're seeing of like, what if Wes Anderson directed uh, the Social Network or some shit? You know what I mean? Oh, like, the one that pissed me off was like, what if he had, what if he directed the Avengers? And I'm like, those two things should not meet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never the Twain shall meet. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like AI combos of like do that like the one that was like yeah. show me all the presidents but they're rocking '80s mullets. I was like, that's funny. But <laughs> yeah, like, that but is it's like funny. Wes Anderson meets. I'm like Wes Anderson should not be like. I'm sorry to Wes Anderson fans out there, but I fucking <laughs> yeah. hate him. Yeah, yeah. His not movies a huge are Wes Anderson abrasive. Guy. <laughs> here's my theory about Wes Anderson movies: is that they're they're garbage. They're uh-huh. absolute guard. Not his early ones like Royal Tenenbaums or like Life Aquatic, yeah. like when he was still hungry, but mm-hmm. his later ones like Fantastic Mr. Fox and like yeah. um, Isle of Dogs and like all that stuff. Uh-huh. I'm convinced that he's so confusing and doesn't know what he's doing as a filmmaker. But because he's an auteur filmmaker and has a cohesive vision, like a cohesive like style, yeah. no one really knows. No one. Here's my theory. No one really likes Wes Anderson movies, but yeah. we're all meant to think that the most artistic person in the room is somebody that we're supposed to fawn after and like. You know, mm-hmm. you do that if you work in the industry in L.A. That's just something that happens. It's like, oh, they're the most totally. artistic. I bow to you. Like, I, I don't think anybody likes Wes Anderson movies. I think that because he's the most artistic person out there that everybody thinks they like Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, but if you really held a gun to George off. Clooney's head, he'd be like, I really didn't want to be in Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Um, he's just too uh, pretentious. Yeah. And he's also how, like, how oh, look at me. Him? I'm weird and abrasive, but in a fun, quieting way. It's like, no, you're even more dangerous than like people that are just abrasive. Yeah. How did we get to Wes Anderson? I don't know. All my right, my loathing of Wes Anderson. Oh, you were talking about AI. Oh, I was talking about I would like to see the Guillermo del Toro Hobbit movies. Oh, you were like, we yeah, could yeah, do that yeah, with yeah, AI right, right, at some right. point. And I was like, yeah, that's probably true. And then gotcha. I went down my anti-Wes Anderson rabbit hole, which I apologize for. Gotcha. Okay. Um, did Did you see the first uh, – and then we got here uh, by talking about – oh, no, no, no. What were we talking about? We were finishing up the DMs. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, okay. Peter Jackson um, directing more Lord of the Rings. Stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, please don't do that. But they're gonna do it. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll just—they're gonna do it, and we'll have to like it. <laughs> no. 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 We don't. Asan, that's, <laughs> that's the thing true. that everybody thinks. We don't have to like it. That's if everybody—if there are enough people that when those new Lord of the Rings movies come out, if enough people don't go to see them, they won't make them again. That's true. That's what you have. Like, that's what I wish people would understand. I'm like, if you don't want something to be made, then don't support it. Don't even go to check it out because you're curious. Don't give yeah. it money because if you give it money, that will just encourage them to keep making these things. So honestly, like truly, just boycott it. Yeah, totally. Um, in some better news, uh, Clancy Brown is joining the Penguin series yes, as he uh, is. Uh, Maroni Sal- uh, Salvatore Maroni. Mr. Krabs uh, has entered the Peng- has entered the Batman universe. Yeah, um, probably as the main villain in the mo- in the series. I would imagine which is, so. Which is great. Um, I love Clancy Brown. He's awesome. Uh, w- whether it's animation or live action, so I'm super stoked for that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is has joined Robert Eggers' Nosferatu movie. Mm-hmm. Great. That's uh, awesome. Fine. Aaron Taylor Johnson's great. He's good at stuff. 
Um, do we know who's playing Nosferatu in that? Not yet. They've been keeping uh, that kind of under wraps. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, the movie includes Bill Skarsgård, Lily Rose Depp, Nicholas Holt, Willem Dafoe, and Emma Corrin. Okay, cool. Super into that. Uh, uh, Jack super into Kessie's been cast as Hellboy. Uh, okay, played, where's he, we he know from? him? He's in Deadpool too. He plays Black Tom Cassidy, the guy in the oh, prison. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. So he's gonna be okay. Hellboy. Nice in that like, new Hellboy thing. Yeah, the Crooked Man. Super into that. I'm excited right. about. Um, so um, Andy Circus is confirmed for Batman Part Two or the Batman Part Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney Sweeney. Will, oh, is, Sydney Sweeney. What? What about yeah, Sydney Sweeney? Yeah, is, uh, is a rumored to be joining. Uh, the Madam Web uh, movie and or series, whatever that is, uh, as a spy- as a second Spider Woman. Cool, cool. All right. Cindy I wonder which good. one she's going to play. Um, probably huge, the hot blonde one. Probably the hot blonde one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman will be playing multiple versions of Wolverine in Deadpool three. Gotcha. All right. That makes sense too. Um, I think. I think. Uh, if I had to bet my money on it, I think Deadpool 3 is going to serve as the blueprint for how the Avengers will stop Kang in the Avengers movies. Because mm-hmm. um, basically, I think this this Deadpool 3 movie is going to be about Deadpool stopping an incursion of his own. Like, I think he's going to uh, uh, discover an incursion and he's going to handle it on a smaller scale, the Deadpool way. Um, and it, basically, he's going to he's going to be dealing with the incursion. Effort? You said what? You mean maximum effort? <laughs> yes, exactly. I think it's going to be... I think the plot of this movie is there's going to be an incursion, quote-unquote, between... Uh, and he might even cause it to start happening, but there's going to be an incursion between our like the MCU, MCU universe and the Fox universe. And he basically has to reconcile that incursion, and I think on a smaller scale. And then they will take his blueprint for how he stopped it there against Kang when like the all the multiverses start to incur upon mm. uh this one. And if it's if I know Deadpool at all, he'll be like, <laughs> Hey, this is my idea. This is my plan. Give me credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I already did this in my movie. Uh, I think it's going to be funny. Um, yeah, so I think he's going to get a team of Wolverines to help stop whatever is the uh, causing the Fox universe incursion with the MCU. And it, there will be hijinks and fun uh, throughout. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be Which good. means we're probably going to get finally get Yellow Suit Wolverine uh, played by <sighs> Hugh Jackman. Or we might get Orange Suit Wolverine. True, we'd probably get both. <laughs> that would be hot. What if we get yeah. all the suits? Maybe that's the yeah. way they make up for the fact that they never put him in the suit. They put him in all of the suits. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be great. I would love yeah. that. I think we're going to get Bone Claw Wolverine again from X-Men Origins. I think we're going to, you know, I think we're going to get all the Wolverines uh, Hugh Jackman has played, plus maybe like two or three new ones. That would be um, cool. Yeah, I think that's probably what we're going to get for this movie. Deadpool and an army of Wolverines? Yeah, exactly. That would be Um, terrifying. How do you defeat that army? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. (laughs) You don't, actually. You just surrender. (laughs) Basically. Um, Yeah, all right. Bunch Um, of bulletproof, self-repairing killing machines. Yeah. Um... Oh, and also one more thing. Uh, I think before we close with the DMs, we're getting a Batman Beyond animated movie. Uh, in development at Warner Brothers. Um, yeah, it's but said why has been... it got to be animated? 
I know. Why can't it um, be live action? We've wanted a live action movie for so long. And before um, – I saw a report that before Gunn took over for DCU stuff, they, mm-hmm. uh, the Warner Brothers head that were part of the people that owned Discovery had a live action Batman Begins uh, movie on the slate. I think we're going to get a live action Batman Beyond movie. I think they're just uh, they're doing this because I think it was already in development. It says that it was already in development before the merger happened, so I think mm. they just want to do it. And Finish I think they'll out. be using it as a way to like test the market for a Batman Beyond movie. If this does well, then I think we're a hundred percent going to get a live action. Here's how you one. test the market on that: you just ask on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do a poll on Twitter. The options are yes or no. Mm-hmm. And you like, would you want to see a Batman Begins movie, like live action? And I mm-hmm. guarantee you it's a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is supposed to be – it's supposed to serve as DC's answer to the uh, the Spider, the Spider-Verse movie, which means mm. they're probably uh, – and it makes sense why they're doing an animated one too because like – DC, yeah, the Warner Warner Discovery or whatever it's called now, like they need a strong animation franchise to to build some stuff around at this point mm-hmm. too. So, um, but that's yeah. always been DC's DC strength has been the animated stuff, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what animated series are still going, if any, that they have. I don't I don't know, but um, this may serve as like a, a way to out, reboot that department. They come out with little mini movies all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a new yeah. Batman one coming out soon, actually. Um, oh, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Animation so looks if this is, uh, yeah, so I it's being co-written. It's being written by uh, one of the co-writers of Fast Nine, um, and yeah, it should be. Um, it, if if that's what they're saying in the press release that this is supposed to rival into the Spider Verse, they're probably going to put a lot of money into this. Um, which means they're probably going to have a really good voice cast too. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this. Um, uh, hopefully it's as which means that they're probably aiming for a theatrical release for this which probably. would be the first time that's happened in a long time where Dis- yeah. or DC or Warner Brothers has put out an animated um, DC thing um, I what mean they the did the last time the, it came out Mask of the Phantasm is what I can remember yeah they- it's, that's the last one they did with like a 2D animated like right. you know because they did that Super Pets movie with The mm-hmm. Rock um, which I don't know if anyone saw um, I didn't yeah, I didn't see it either. But that was 3D and a little bit different. So this will be like a proper superhero story. So I'm looking forward to that. Like more animated shit in the theaters, I think is mm-hmm. cool. Um, all right, cool. Well, if that's all the DM, shall we jump into uh, The Last of Us for this week? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. All right, so Last of Us episode eight. It is entitled, um, what is it called? It's uh, called When We Are in Need. When We Are in Need. Um, I'll quickly give us a plot summary from Wikipedia here. Um, Ellie leaves Joel, who is still recovering, to hunt for food. After shooting a deer, she tracks the wounded animal and encounters a preacher, David, and his fellow hunter, James. She trades her deer uh, for penicillin. Uh, David reveals uh, the man who stabbed Joel was a member of the group. Uh, was a member of his group, sorry. Ellie leaves uh, to treat Joel. The next day, uh, it's discovered David and his men have followed her to seek vengeance on Joel. 
Uh, she flees to draw them away, f- uh, away, but is captured at David's camp. He reveals he had been feeding his group human flesh. Meanwhile, Joel awakens and tortures some of David's men into telling him Ellie's whereabouts. David and James attempt to kill Ellie, but she kills James and escapes. David hunts for her, uh, hunts her down, but she overpowers him and kills him with a meat cleaver. Joel finds a traumatized Ellie outside the cult's burning community center and comforts her. Um, yeah. What did you think of this episode? I liked it. It wasn't it it was tense in a mm-hmm. different way than we've seen. Because Joel's life is hanging in the balance, so that's, you know, and if you played the games, you know. But if you haven't played the games, mm-hmm. then that's a very tense episode. Um I I like the villain. I think I like more. I was more on board with the with the villain um, after he revealed his um, um, his sort of theology, mm-hmm. where he didn't even actually believe his own bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just he's just a survivor like everybody else. He's not this noble, like, religious man that's trying to save people. He's just an asshole like everyone else that's taking advantage of the situation, and he's put himself on top. And, like, you see that in subtle differences. The most the most subtle variance, uh, or, or obvious one to me, which was interesting, was when they show everybody eating that meal mm-hmm. in the cult, and he has the most food out of everybody, and they're just eating scraps. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he has this full plate full of food, and everybody else just has these tiny little bowls just filled with basically. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're just taking advantage of the situation just like everybody else. It doesn't make you better. It actually mm-hmm. makes you worse because you're using religion to cover up your sins. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was good. And then my favorite part was when, you know, I always love a good don't piss off Big Daddy moment where mm-hmm. Joel just was like, no. <laughs> yeah. You took yeah, my those you took are great. you took my my essentially what is my daughter. Like I'm going to get her back. Yeah. Um yeah, I thought this episode played out uh really well. I thought it was I thought it was pretty tense. Um uh I thought uh I didn't re- recognize this scenario from the game right away. Mm-hmm. Um so I was I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, okay, the other cannibals." I didn't I hadn't uh yeah, I hadn't put it, it together really, at that point. It didn't really tackle that. It kind of glossed over that. It was just like, "Yeah, they eat people." And then moved on. I was like, "No. Spend yeah. more time with that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think um yeah, I think the way it plays out like um I think in in this in this version of it, like I don't think they had been um, eating human meat that long. No, I think it was like no. a newer thing that they uh, uh, had had started doing, and I don't right. think he he told anybody. No, so um, it's but, just he said that only a few people know. Right, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and so that tells me that it's newer to the system because if it was old, then everybody would know about it and be fine with it. Yeah, because I don't think they. Um, I don't think they were killing people. I think they just, as people died, they were like, okay, well, we're not going to let this meat go to waste. I have a different theory. Okay, what's your theory? I think that, says he said that they collected people as they went. I think that if you didn't join the group, you ended up as food. Okay, that's a good theory, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I if think, you didn't uh, buy I think, into his bullshit, then you ended up on the, on the dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think uh, that the performance of that young girl in the beginning of the episode, I think, says a lot kind of about the people in that group. Because I think the people aren't stupid. I think they kind of weren't, like, suspecting that, like, we're mm-hmm. eating people. Yeah. Um, and I think they had that suspicion and, like... Uh, and it was kind of confirmed, and I think that's where her tears were for, because her performance is a really s- a specific performance. Like I think she like knows that like we're going there, we're going to eat my dad, but like, but also it's like kind of like tragic in the sense because it's like they, I think the, all the people realize too, like they have no other choice. You know what I mean? Like, or yeah. at least they've been made to feel that way. So like, even though they don't want to do it to a certain degree, they can't deny the hunger in their stomachs. You know what I mean? Right. So um, that was, yeah, I think that was all kind of in her performance. I thought she did a really good job when he was like, yeah, the, the ground is too cold to dig up. We'll bury your father in the spring. Like, what? That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it does, actually. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. So that's what okay. the settlers used to do back in, like, the day. Like, the ground will freeze solid because you got to think oh, about okay. the moisture content in the ground. It will turn to ice, and oh, it makes okay. it very hard to bury stuff or dig in the winter. Gotcha. Um, they okay. used to do that back back in the day. Um, uh-huh. During, I mean, just during the winter, you just couldn't dig. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. have that problem because we live in Southern California where it's, you know, uh-huh. you know, t- sunny all the time. Yeah, um, exactly. But in the winter, the ground can get too hard to dig, so you don't do it. I think, however, I think that was just a convenient excuse for him to be like, yeah, we're going to eat your dad. Sure. Uh, sure. 100%. Um, and that was such a grim uh, moment when, like, the, the sketchy guy, like, the butcher guy brings in that tray of meat. And he's yes. like, uh, they're, they're like, venison. what is it? It's venison. <laughs> and he doesn't even sound like he believes it? Yeah. He's like, I have to say this, but we both know this isn't venison. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. It's so dark. Yeah. It's very, 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 very dark. Um, and, and it, oh, another dark moment was when, uh, you know, kind of right after... They said it's venison. Uh, then uh, the Dave, the main guy David or whatever, comes in dragging the deer carcass, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "So this isn't venison, <laughs> right?" Everyone just kind of like is just like that moment is so amazing because they're like, "Yeah, man, okay, whatever. We're already eating people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like- <laughs> exactly. Like how much worse could this get? Yeah, exactly." <laughs> Yeah, it was horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. Um, yeah, and then I think it. Uh, yeah, I think the episode played out well. Um, uh, everybody got what they deserve. Um, that it was, was Bella uh, Ramsey's. It was Bella Ramsey's episode to shine. Yeah, again, you know, we had 100%. the we had the last episode where she's with her friend, and then we see the origin of her getting bitten and all that stuff, which mm-hmm. was her time to shine. But this was her time to shine on her own. Mm-hmm. independent mm-hmm. of anything against somebody and i was like not with somebody but against somebody and i was like that's just i liked i liked watching her do her thing mm-hmm. and uh yeah i like there was a lot of cool like um sort of motifs and themes that kind of like um got some cool payoffs in the episode with the idea of like he he kept threatening her that he was going to cut her up into tiny pieces and that's basically what she did when to him when she escaped <laughs> with that meat cleaver um, yeah, which that was, was pretty. Nuts, as a pretty dude. gnarly way to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when see. she was uh, swinging away, I was like, "Oh, sweetheart, you can stop. He's dead." Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, he's, I get why you want to do it, and totally like work your shit out how you need to, like, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? like find your catharsis where you need to. But like, you can stop now. He's definitely dead. Hmm. Um. Also, uh, Troy Baker played uh, uh, James, the yeah. the sort of second in command guy. Yeah, 
Um, Troy Baker, who played Joel in uh, the last of the video game. Yeah, he was um, the mocap and the uh, voice for mm-hmm. Joel in the video game. Um, I liked his little statement. He was like, I was actually surprised they asked me to come back. He's like, I would have just been happy to be a clicker. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I thought it was really is a really cool cameo for him. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my see. favorite, too. My favorite part of the episode, truthfully, was when those guys came to kill Joel. And he was just like, I know I'm dying, but I'm not having this shit. Especially he said when he, he's like, I know I'm dying, but I'm not having this shit. Right. <laughs> like, like when that guy, when he duct taped that dude to the chair and he's like, he puts the knife in his mouth. He's like, you're going to point to me where we are and where you guys are. And then he stabs mm-hmm. him and the dude's like, why'd you have to do that? He told you. He's like, he told you everything you want to know. He's like, yeah, I know. And he picks up that giant pipe. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you understand? You guys don't get out alive in this situation. Like, right. <laughs> you took his daughter. <laughs> like, yep. He's pissed. And that does not stop until you're all dead. Yeah, that uh, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I thought the episode was good. I thought uh, this this episode to me felt like the most. Um, I guess episode four was kind of that too. But this is another one of the episodes that really felt like the game to me. Mm-hmm. Like it really felt like, oh, this is this really captures exactly what the game was like. Um, uh. Yeah, I thought it played out really good. Um, the action was good and believable, and yeah, I thought this was a great that's episode. The thing I like about The Last of Us is that the action is believable, right? You know, mm-hmm. we're not just spraying and praying machine guns everywhere and doing <laughs> yeah. whatever. Most of the people are using bolt action rifles, which means mm-hmm. you—I mean, you don't get rounds off as fast as you, which means you need to have a certain level of accuracy if you're going to be doing it. And plus, it's mostly just hunting weapons, which is what people would have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like. I was telling AJ too that the thing about this that like always fascinated me about like the Mad Max franchise and The Walking Dead is that those are stories about the the about the apocalyptic, you know, the post-apocalyptic survival of man. Oh, uh, Book of Eli. Uh-huh. They're about like the post-apocalyptic survival of man, but really what they're about is how society turns on itself and will and tries to survive in those conditions, and what mm-hmm. certain people will do to either come out ahead or just just try to survive eke out an existence you know in survival mm-hmm. and you know i think that's what makes the character of david so despicable is that he claims to be this man of god but he's really just this cannibalistic psychopath that like has man- manipulated the system to put himself on top mm-hmm. yeah i think uh yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's true. I think, um, and he has no real plan. There is no real plan for their survival. He's no. just like, let's stick, let's sit here and see what happens. It's like, okay, but now you're eating people, so you need to like, it's time to move. Like you gotta go. Fu- I don't care. Send people out hunting. Why are you not sending hunting parties out every single day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's you're almost right. like uh, he was like, oh, phew, we get to eat people now. That's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, and it's probably because, you know, if if we're relying on hunting, he's probably not the best equipped person to do that. And that would mean having to defer, you know, importance and authority to someone else. Mm-hmm. And as a cult leader, that's not what he was Ooh, interested in. No, that's not what you do. You <laughs> yeah, consolidate no, you power at the that. top for only yeah, exactly. yourself. And hold on to it as and long you as you hold, can. <laughs> yeah, you hold on to it and bury as many bodies along the way as you need to. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, good episode. Season finale, next episode. I know. I'm um, not ready. 
I know. I wish there were ten more. I know. I'm um, like, just do the whole game in one go and give us one long season. That's all I yeah. care about. Like, yep. Don't make me split it up. I don't want to wait yeah. another year for more of this. Yeah. I will, so but I don't want yeah, to. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, season finale uh, next week, which we'll talk about, uh, and then we'll start reviewing the uh, Fast and the Furious movies as yes, well. Yes, we will. Fast and the Furious, and then I think that would be a good time for us to, when we do our movie news ones, we'll do uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I think we should talk about Mandalorian as we're watching it, too, for sure. Perfect. Um, cool. All right, uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, man. All right, cool. Uh, people can find you online? You can find me online. All right, you can find me at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Uh, Derek, thanks again so much for joining me, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>